back to a feedback loop. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. And we're we're talking about music. We're talking about One Tricks Point Never's replica. I I did look up the name uh, last week. There you go. I you got I it did, right, man. I did some boopity boop research. You got it right. <laughs> I was saying like Oniotrix. Well, yeah. It's actually a play on there was a, an FM station where he lived in Boston. <gasps> that was one of. That's exactly what 7. I said. Yeah, it was, was one hundred six point seven. Uh, so he changed it to one of tricks point never. I don't know what the significance of uh, tricks and never, or if there is something, or if it's just something he felt like saying. But uh, yeah. I did. I, I looked it up. So that's the album we're talking about this week. We listened to it this past week. Why do you know why you chose this album or put it on the list? Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like a I'm connecting strings in my head type of thing. Like there's this big big web happening. So this guy, the guy, I can't remember his actual name, but one on Tricks Point Never, his music just kind of connects with me on the same level that some of the tracks from Porter Robinson's album did. Sure. He is a very, I guess I'll just go out and say it, he makes some vaporwave, vaporwave music, and like some tracks on this album specifically give me kind of like a nostalgic 80s type of vibe. Yeah. Which is something I got on Porter Robinson's album. So that kind of like, they aren't similar really to me, but if I were to be making a playlist, I would put a few songs from this and a few songs from that World's album on the same playlist. Yeah. I mean, I think this kind of goes back to something that I've mentioned that maybe we can talk about in, in uh, that special episode that we keep referring to every week that, that we haven't done. Uh, where we just kind of talk about how we feel about music and, and stuff. But uh, I, I feel like it's it's a good choice to kind of keep a flow going from this because um, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a gateway album, right? So if someone liked Porter yeah. Robinson, then they might be more likely to like this or vice versa. I can dig that. That makes sense to me. Uh, it hits home, perhaps, because I'm, I'm a big advocate of that kind of shit. But yeah. uh, I've not heard of this man. Uh, his name is da- <laughs> his Daniel Lopatin. Lopatin? Yeah. Daniel something. Daniel L. Never heard of him. Never heard of any of his stuff. I actually haven't listened to a lot of like vapor, vaporwave, vaporware, yeah. <laughs> Tupperware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I didn't make that connection necessarily. That's what this was. I all, I thought it was just like an ambient music album. But uh, this is really. But okay. uh, it's some. So he uses a lot of samples on this album. He uses a sampler. I would. I guess I shouldn't say he uses samples. He doesn't take samples really from other songs. He yeah. takes like clips of like yeah. sound and stuff. It's very, very sample. So, yeah, that's something he has previously done on more vaporwave centric albums. But this is very much, I feel, kind of like an ambient album. Yeah. Cool. So we we are in line there. Yeah. The, the album art. Of this, it's kind of cool. I, I'm a fan of it. It kind of almost has like um, the aesthetic of the the Aha Take on Me video, but uh, yeah. to, to describe the cover itself, it looks like it's a pencil drawing, uh, all black and white, of uh, someone holding up a mirror, I guess, in a human hand, holding up a, a small square mirror, and in the reflection of it, you see that what would be the guy's face is just a skull. Uh, with some hair on it, and it looks like he's maybe wearing a black cowl or a black jacket or something, and you see a skeleton hand kind of in front of it. But it's done in this very, like, sketched pencil-shaded uh, way. Kind of, It has a lot of, like, yeah. cross-hatching 
in the background, which is uh, something I'm a fan of, and maybe that's why the aesthetic is kind of similar to the AHA music video. If you haven't seen AHA's music video for Take On Me, <laughs> you should, just as a, a totally unrelated deal. It's a pretty cool music video. It's a pretty cool song, I mean. Yeah, it is. Maybe but, we'll review that. Yeah, may, maybe we should. I haven't actually listened to a whole lot of AHA, but that's a discussion for another time. With that, do you have anything else you want to say about the, uh, the album art? Not really. I, I just want to know what you think about it, about the <laughs> album. I'm, I'm just locked and loaded, ready to figure this out. Let's, let's get into it. Okay, okay. So the first track is uh, called Andro. Like we stated, it's a very ambient album. So it's pretty much just... I'm going to try to describe ambient music, I guess, to people who might have only listened to quote-unquote regular music it's essentially <laughs> yeah. just it there's not really a beat there's not really a melody it's kind of just sound that's made to sound nice that yeah, it's, you may it's background listen to noise. in the background yeah but not but necessarily like forgettable or unimportant uh i don't i yeah. don't want to give away my, my true feelings to this album just yet <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I don't have an issue with ambient music. The, the closest thing I've had, strangely, and maybe I should have brought this up before we started talking about the first track, Poppy actually released an ambient album on Bandcamp a few years back uh, when I was into her the first time called Music to Sleep To. Uh, so that kind of gave me some familiar vibes with that. But yeah, the, the first track, very serene. It's kind of like meditation music, like I guess a lot of ambient music is at first. It kind of like... I, I enjoyed it. I, I like this track. Okay. And and it it, it starts off very kind of like I said calm, and then it gradually gets louder, and it kind of mixes in some like vocal samples that develop a rhythm that's kind of like a washing machine almost, <laughs> where my mind went for some reason. Um, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then at some point towards the end, I guess in the last minute, it kind of gets a bit jungly and it gets like upbeat and there's some bongos and some like animal screeches and it kind of feels like someone's being chased through a jungle or something. Uh, yes, it does. It's, it's very like it's cinematic. Definitely. And that's something I feel like he does well because say the words and music and the fact that it's a lot of people would say that it's not music so uh <laughs> it's the way that he does it i feel is very music because he uses typical music to convey emotions tell a story and i feel that he does a pretty good job of conveying a story and emotions and like a plot almost without yeah. without really words and just with sound which is i i think it's pretty cool it is, it is. I actually, uh, I, I put it, it kind of feels like it's a nature documentary kind of a thing almost. So when I was listening to it, <laughs> I, I pictured this shot of like the stars on like a clear night sky. And then it kind of pans down and you're standing on a beach with some waves crashing kind of calmly at your feet. And it kind of like pans around behind you to, to view the mainland of this, this island. Uh, and there's like a tropical jungle and then you kind of like go into the jungle and that's when the kind of music picks up and stuff. So I, it's very visual in my mind what this music does, I guess. It, it's it's like you said, it kind of has a narrative to it, even though there's no words kind of explaining it. Yeah. But I don't know. This is a good start to the journey because whenever I listen to this album, it's it has to be an experience. Like I listened to it all the way through 
I start it, I ha- I make sure that it doesn't get interrupted type of thing. Yeah, and that's that's something that I'll I'll get into uh I guess after after when we're talking about the main album. But uh I kind of robbed myself of that the first time I listened to this. And uh it 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 changed. I I went back and gave it a full listen as I usually do for the show. And I think I'm better for having done that because it it changed the perspective my perspective on this album. This song it goes. It kind of ends after that jungly bit and goes right into the next track. They're kind of like it's not seamlessly mixed, but it feels like it was intended to be. I suppose it's called "Power of Persuasion." It's the second track, and it kind of has this dark lo-fi piano vibe going on to it. That like it introduces some like looped samples that kind of make it feel like it's an old record skipping because it has that kind of crackle of like lo-fi music or like an old record player but i i fuck with that i i enjoy that i think it's trendy because people like it because it's good i like lo-fi hip-hop stuff that's kind of blowing up right now definitely and that's the thing like with calling back to him one oh tricks making vaporwave in the past uh i feel like that kind of was the start of it because it had a lot of very repetitive samples like yes it's repeating something that's like a second long as the yeah. beat of the song rather than as like the melody of the song right. almost. But it seems like it would be annoying, but it kind of puts you into like a groove almost. Like whenever I'm listening to the album through this part, it kind of like hits a point where you're unsure of what's happening because you're just focused on the fact that it's like a record skipping, and you're like, when, when's it going to end? What's, what's happening? Yeah. But it kind of throws you off a little bit. It just changes it up. But it's... Yeah, like you said, I think it's trendy because it's something yeah. that people fuck with. Like, it's just... It's something <laughs> it cool good. to hear. It's, like, it's kind of like you've mentioned the past couple of weeks. It's nostalgic for a time that maybe you never experienced. Like, a lot of people... Mm-hmm maybe have haven't experienced a lot of like 20s and 30s big band music when it was big right because we're not that fucking old but we've heard it in in like video games and in like lo-fi the the kind of vinyl crackle i mean vinyl's making a big resurgence uh currently Mm. for whatever reason i guess because retro is cool i have a record player you have a record player uh, yep. Not to, not to discredit that, but it it like uh, it, it kind of makes you nostalgic for that time, even though we, we weren't really like around when that was relevant. We have very high fidelity music now, so we don't necessarily yeah. need to. But we kind of like it because it's it it does call back to that other time. Um, yeah, which it, is cool. It adds a little bit of humanity, which I feel yeah. like is something cool in entirely it, electronic music. It, like it to feels add a that little, little historical. Bit. Which is interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this track also like it has a lot of those loop samples, like you mentioned, and then it kind of has this menacing synthwave kind of horn that comes in a little bit, in mm. like halfway probably through the track, and it gives it uh, to me. It felt like kind of a, a noir cyberpunk kind of backdrop music, which I can dig. Yeah. Uh, so the next track, Sleep Dealer, it's. It's one of the shorter, I think it might be the shortest track on this album, but uh, it's it one is. once again like super slow, super spacey, but it comes back with the sampling. It's yep. like, it's called Sleep Dealer. If that last one is you running in a noir film, 
this one I feel like is the end of the night. Like you've capped off the night. You're somewhere just sitting out on a balcony or something. Yeah. And it's it's like I could fall asleep to this song completely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think I probably have at some point. <laughs> that's I mean that's what ambient music's good for, I think. I mean, like yeah. I said, that poppy album was literally called music to sleep to. Uh, and I think it, it does it well. But uh, I think Sleep Dealer flows very nicely from the, the prior track because uh, it kind of it keeps the same lo-fi piano keys. Uh, it does add somewhat of a beat by throwing in a bunch of samples or like samples of a dude breathing. There are yeah. some weird vocal snippets. There's even some drums and some flutes and stuff that kind of get thrown in there uh, in samples. So it, it's kind of a continuation of that feel. But like you said, it kind of feels like a nightcap kind of a deal. Which, like, that's... Yeah, that's what you said. A lot of people use ambient music too. I I use it a lot to to drive to. Yeah. But I if I do it, it's typically at night. So I could definitely see a lot of people just using this entirely as music to sleep to. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like the whole noir cyberpunk aesthetic that I was kind of mentioning. Is is it's good music to have like a night with maybe driving just kind of cruising around in the, in the darkness maybe with some like neon lights you know going by the whole like cyberpunk aesthetic i guess uh, i think it really lends itself to this kind of music or i guess the other way around this kind of music lends itself well to that kind of uh, world in my opinion yeah definitely the next track remember man <laughs> this track <laughs> i love this track i think this might be my favorite track on the album um, oh, good. It comes in instantly with some, like, low choir vocals, kind of just, like, they're not singing anything, necessarily, or, or not words, anyway, but it, it's just, like, a low kind of ooh or ah kind of a, a deal, and it reminds me of Anarchy Online, which was uh, a video game uh, me and our, our friend Adam used to play religiously back when we were in, like, middle school and high school. It, they, they incorporated a lot of that kind of choral music to uh, their soundtrack. Uh, so it instantly kind of comes in with that and it hit me with nostalgia. At some point in the song, it mixes in kind of softly someone saying, remember, which is yeah, probably yeah. where they get the track. And when that mixed in, uh, when I was listening to this in full, I kind of had this epiphany. <laughs> it, something hit me during this track that there's a story for this whole album to me. And, and I don't know if this was intended, but in my mind, going back to it, it seems like the story of this album thus far in these four, first four tracks, Andro starts off, there's a protagonist, he had a happy life, which kind of lends it itself to that kind of calm, serene intro, but then something went wrong and they were killed or attacked or whatever, which is kind of the more aggressive part. They wake up in the second track, Power of Persuasion, not really knowing where they are, and the track title kind of seems to imply that maybe their memory was lost or wiped in the, the struggle or the death of the first track. And then someone's trying to maybe implant a new life or new ideas into their brain. Then you get to Sleep Dealer, where they, they're struggling with falling asleep because of what they've been through. But eventually, you know, they, they get there with this track, uh, maybe with the help of drugs. So Sleep Dealer, maybe literally a dealer of someone that'll help you, like, go to sleep. Uh, and then while sleeping, he, there's this part of him that still exists, part of the old him, that, that's kind of breaking through a little bit and wanting the, the protagonist to remember who they were. 
uh, and and that's maybe that's just way too batshit crazy for me, but that's what I got out of it. It kind of all clicked, and it flows through most of this album. There's one track that's an exception that I couldn't really mm-hmm. fit into the narrative, but this track kind of like blew open uh, a door in my mind and kind of kind of made it a more interesting album to me. Yeah. Oh man, I love that you just said that because uh, <laughs> while uh, so you said the guy in your head canon of this album storyline was were you saying he was like an android is that what you were yeah yeah i guess i didn't okay. outright say it but he he was uh going along with kind of the the synthy cyberpunk feel that that i mentioned already it, it kind of made yeah. sense and the fact that it's called replica and andro which we'll get into in the next track because uh, the next track is also called replica but uh yeah it, it seemed like he was like getting uh, cybernetically enhanced, maybe, or getting like physical hardware implanted into his brain, kind of a deal. Yeah. Uh, and the human part of him maybe is trying to like remember who he was. Oh my god! Because I get that same storyline, and for me, the reason that I think it's set in some sort of like future is simply because one of Trick's Point Never, Daniel Lobaton. He his vaporwave identity was called Chuck Person, and pretty much came out with. I'm not going to say the first vaporwave, but one of the first bigger vaporwave albums back in I think it was 2007, where he first came out with it, and that's what it's all about. It's supposed to be like a futuristic type of music calling back to a time. Like the good old days, like a lot of it was like taking samples from 80s music or just pieces of pop culture, like the Windows startup sound. Like you're supposed to feel like you're at the mall in the 80s or something. It's very big, nostalgic. nostalgic triggers. Yeah. So a lot of his vibe that I get is very cyberpunk. Like you're in the future, but it's also mixed with a lot of the past. So I feel like that that storyline builds up, and then at this point, the remember not only is talking about the, per- the main character in our storyline trying to remember, but he's using a lot of the same techniques that he used for his Vaporwave album, strictly about nostalgia. So asking you as the listener not like to remember as well. But just back in time. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's a callback to his where he started from and the fact that the music that he started with and created is built almost entirely off nostalgia. Yeah, I think I think it's a cool added layer of depth to that that clearly I wouldn't have gotten because I don't have the context of that. So uh, yeah. I, I appreciate you, you shining the light on that. I think that's, that's an interesting perspective to add. Um, before we leave this track, though, there is another vocal sample. So you have the guy re- repeating remember, and it kind of gets louder and louder and louder. But then there's another vocal sample that comes in. Uh, and I couldn't really understand what was being said, if anything. But it kind of overpowers the voice saying remember, and the remember kind of fades out. And to me, going along with this kind of narrative is kind of like his programming or his new, like, his new implanted identity, fighting back the inner voice, trying to repress who he was in, in the past life. So, th- th- like, from here on out, every track has some narrative sense to me, except for one track, and, and we'll cover that when we get there. Okay, okay. Well then, I'm interested to hear what you think about the next track, then. 
the next track is uh, called Replica. It's kind of continues. Track. Yeah, title track. It it starts out with kind of like an easy little piano line with just some kind of chunky sound synths that come in just occasionally. Yeah, fight against the, that piano line that comes in, and it it kind of develops a little bit, and then just kind of completely falls apart around the minute mark and then just stops and then starts back up again with new layers added and it kind of just kind of resets that little theme yeah Mm -hmm. and and it kind of like to to me it kind of like uh gives me the feeling that this person's uh synthetic memories and natural memories is what the what i've labeled them are kind of getting jumbled and there's kind of like this buzz or this hum throughout a lot of it that kind of grows louder right before the reset and then it resets and everything's quiet again and then it kind of gets jumbled again so to me that kind of buzzing noise is kind of like representing his programming fighting fighting it again and it, it the song itself is very somber to me it, it kind of felt like he's confused in his own head fighting fighting with this uh kind of clashing of personalities or memories and it's kind of like depressing him and or at least sedating him maybe maybe that he's being controlled and subdued by this chip in his head or whatever yeah definitely like the song structure itself just with it starting continuing and then kind of getting jumbled and then just completely stopping reminds me of whenever you're just trying to focus on something and then just that little thought nags at the back of your head and kind of just destroys whatever you're trying to focus on to <laughs> yeah. the point where you kind of just have to stop and reset your train of thought and then yeah. kind of kind of continue and it just that just disruption of your own train of thought by something else that seems completely out of the blue almost foreign like that's kind of how this song flows to me yeah, and I, th- Which I think would fit it in with the narrative. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it, it works with the narrative, but also like it's ambient music. Like we've said, uh, a lot of times it it's almost meditative, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's something that a lot of people who haven't meditated struggle with when they're getting into meditation. Is you have to sit yes. there and try not to like be distracted by thoughts. So it, it's hard, especially when you're when, when you're learning how to do it that you'll sit there and you'll like focus on your breathing for a second, but then you'll have a, a random thought and you have to try to not let that derail you completely. But more often than not, when you're starting out, it, it does. And you kind of go down this train, mm. this tangent, and then you have to stop and say, wait a minute, I need to get back to what I'm doing. I need to be like focusing inward. So it kind of has an additional, uh, I don't know if that was intended necessarily, but that's kind of a uh, connection that I just made while you were explaining what you were explaining. Yeah. See, I feel like most of his songs have, like, multiple layers, I guess. Sure. Kind of, like, this album in particular, because I haven't listened to every single one of his albums. I've listened to, I guess, five of his albums as one of Tricks Point Never and his Vaporwaves album. But it seems like typically has a narrative, sort of, and then kind of a meta type not critique but like a meta type of message that you're supposed to be getting out of like the musical structure right to me which it seems to come through really strong in this song yeah i agree uh and i think this whole album i I think kind of has that uh through throughout most of it which is cool 
Um, the next track is Nassau. Nassau. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know. I know it's a place. I, I don't know how the, yeah. the correct pronunciation is. I've always said Nassau. I don't either. That's but, what I've said. So uh, we're, You're we're probably right. You're probably... It's, it's Nassau. <laughs> uh, this song is like a sample salad. Like he, he's previously like like you mentioned at the top of the before we even went into it, he uses a lot of samples. This song just like immediately comes in, has like a, a vocal sample loop, then it adds in some like weird footsteps or tapping in an abnormal pattern, and then it kind of sprinkles in some animal noises and some bubble noises, and it kind of like the the whole like chaoticness of it uh, made me feel like it, it's it takes place in a science lab kind of a deal. So. In the narrative yeah. that I created, I, I believe it was the protagonist going to see an expert, whether that's like a, a mechanic or a doctor for androids or whatever, to, to try and help them fix the problem. Uh, and to further exacerbate that, um, there are times in this track where it seems like the samples are kind of fighting each other, and there are moments where the more yeah. chaotic and loud ones win and take over, and then there are moments where like the calmer ones kind of come in and take over. Uh, so it kind of enforces that someone's maybe jumbling around inside of his brain and causing some of these personalities to kind of fight each other and or become more prominent than the other um which it ends in a mostly calm uh deal with some like pianos playing again i think the pianos maybe this is getting a little bit too far like reading into it but i feel like the pianos kind of play their own character in in this yeah. and maybe that's one of his internal voices uh so the song kind of ends with the pianos playing there's some like bird chirping there's some more of those synth horns and stuff uh that to me kind of symbolized that the, the protagonist was fixed yeah i think see i i think the pianos do play their own character i think the pianos are the past that f the frantic running footsteps that you hear at the beginning are him currently and then the chaotic is whatever organization it has is trying to like implant the thoughts in him. Yeah, I guess that's trying to keep him from getting fixed. And I think the piano's coming because he's starting to feel the way he used to in the past. Because this is my turn to over overanalyze it. <laughs> the reason I think that the pianos are the past is because. They're slightly out of tune, like they're yeah. detuned a little bit, kind of how if you were to walk into a house from like a hundred years ago and start playing on the pianos, like they'd be mostly in tune, but you could definitely tell that there's some wear and tear on it, and it would kind of sound like that, which calling back to his, like the lo-fi Yeah, it definitely lends itself stuff, to that kind of style. Yeah, like it's something that's used a lot in that kind of style, so... I don't know. That's my tie to him as an artist, and then to our character, it, the pianos being his past, I guess. Yeah, and that makes sense, and that's an interesting perspective. You mentioned that uh, to you, the character wasn't actually like going somewhere to get fixed. He was just he was running away from it and maybe fixing himself, which I think is a very valid yeah. uh, observation. It, it makes more sense for the the footsteps that you hear kind of at the beginning. But, uh, I don't know, something about the whole jumbledness and maybe some of the bubbly sound effects kind of made me feel like a, he was in, a, like, a science lab kind of a deal. Um, he could be running from the people to the science lab, and that could be... Or the running. other way around. Maybe the science lab is where he had this shit implanted, and now he's getting the fuck Oof. out. Who knows? 
Not nope. me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then, so the, the next song, Submersible, uh, it's just... In, okay, so I'll, I'll just jump right into my headcanon of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, had, he has kind of been fixed. He's on his own now. He's this song is very atmospheric. It's called Submersible. I get a very strong feeling of being underwater, which maybe he's not necessarily underwater, but the loneliness of being underwater, the or just having water around you. Like if you're just out on open sea, there's no not no one can help you. Not even that no one will help you, just no one can be around you. I feel like he finally feels like he's gotten away from not only the people that got him, but maybe everybody else in his life since they took whatever his past was from him. So even though he's gotten it back, he's still alone due to the fact that it was originally taken from Yeah, I think that's a very, like, very... It aligns with what I, I had uh, written down. I, I couldn't determine whether or not uh, we were underwater, like you suggested, or if we were kind of taking a moment back and being in, like, your subconscious mind or, or the unconscious mind, even if he was, like, put out. Going with the him being in a lab and being fixed, I kind of ran with that uh, as my narrative. Um, so I, it was more of, like, an unconscious thing, perhaps, that the doctor, like, sedated him, and now he's kind of in himself... Uh, kind of feeling that serene center core. Uh, musically, it's a very calm track amidst the sampling noise that came from the last track or the last couple tracks. There, there's not a whole lot of that uh, jumble of things, which is kind of what you, you were talking about, that he's alone. He's no longer with that second voice in his head or with the, yeah. the corporation or whoever implanted whatever in him, uh, which I think is a, it's a great break point for the album because, like, uh, I kind of went into this on the Dan Deacon album. I'm not crazy about a lot of noise or a lot of layered samples, and that's what a lot of this album is, and which is why I didn't really like it at first. It grew on me. Uh, like I said, eventually I kind of got the narrative to it, and the samples don't really bother me for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like this track specifically is, is a nice like breath of fresh air for both the character and the listener to kind of like prepare for the rest of the album here. I'm glad you feel that way, because as far as this whole album goes, I think that if you're coming into kind of this style of music, this track is a good is a good one to listen to. I feel like it's just very nice, calm. You can get behind it. As long as you listen to it and don't have expectations that align with kind of more typical like beat driven melody driven music yeah if you listen to it and just feel it i feel like this is a good kind of intro song for this type type of music i agree i i think this was i was a little bit uh concerned when uh i, I first listened to this track like i said and i'll, I'll kind of get into this i guess more afterwards but i was kind of concerned when i started up and it was very like sample heavy i was like this isn't this isn't something mm-hmm. that i normally enjoy and uh, I kind of robbed myself of the first listen experience because of that. Hey, it happened. Um, okay, cool. I'm I'm just surprised you made you made it through. Well, not surprised, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad you made it through. I'm, I'm offended by that, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> the next track, uh, track eight, 
Up is the name of the track. Uh, man, what a contrast. If if the last song yeah. was like <laughs> calm and serene and a nice deep breath, this is the complete opposite of that, I think. Um, in, in many ways, it goes into many layers, but uh, musically, we get like full-on drum beats here. They're kind of jungly again, kind of mm-hmm. calling back to the first track, but it's a bit more like ritualistic, and it's not it's not like the anxious bongos and stuff that we got at the beginning of the album. Uh, there is a vocal sample yeah. where a guy just goes up, and I have to say, it's the most <laughs> annoying sample on this album. I still don't like that <laughs> sample, but uh, in canon... It makes me think that there's some sort of spiritual rebirth that's happening, trying to elevate his mind to reach some sense of enlightenment or calm, which I, I think is interesting. And and going back to it being such a contrast from Submersible, the prior track, instead of that calm, serene seascape that it paints, it's very jungly, very earthy and upbeat. And instead of maybe going down in a submarine underwater, we're going up. I mean, the track's literally called Up. And, and it's it kind of feels like we're ascending maybe up to the heavens or whatever. Uh, and instead of like where submersible could have been him reflecting internally on himself, this might be him going externally and trying to find another way that's not him. Maybe even maybe even ego death bringing it all the way back um, to to kind of <laughs> find find answers uh, elsewhere. See, I like that. E- used the not metaphor but like kind of compared it to a very earthy jungly sound like it was back to the beginning yeah because what i get from the beginning of this song is it starts off with like you said we actually have a drum beat there's like a discernible beat to this song there's voice there's a voice it's that voice sample just saying up but it's a voice (laughs) So you have voice and drums, very things that we're very used to. I feel like those are put in there after all of this kind of wishy-washy, just like painted sounds all over the place. That's not really base, like base, basic music, I guess, yeah. that most people are used to. It's these things are what we're used to, and they're your tether to the ground. And he is going up. He's searching for answers. He's looking and he's going and going and going and it's going up and up and up. And then at some point halfway through the song, all that just dissolves. It breaks and it goes back into kind of a wash of sound again without the drums. The drums aren't there. The vocal sample disappears. And I feel like that's the point where he breaks from that tether holding to, I don't know if it's holding him to, the ground and like he said maybe he's looking to the heaven for answers or maybe yeah or i mean if he was down in the water he's getting back to a normal level right yeah yeah he's breaking through to something but i feel like it's a very distinct point that i guess one of tricks point never daniel is using these tethers people have and then dissolving them after just saying up 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 and then they're broke yeah I don't, like that just it feels like it means something. I don't know if I've fully deciphered it yet, but it feels like there has to be something there to me. Yeah, and just when you, with you speaking about that, it kind of gave me a second perspective on maybe the narrative of the album. Uh, not necessarily as characters, but maybe like this is a general struggle with depression. 
like you, you're happy mm-hmm. one moment, then the conflict happens, and then you're you're kind of struggling with dealing with your new emotion, which is depression, and uh, it maybe doesn't necessarily flow as well as the Android theory uh, with Submersible getting so far down in the depths of of the water that you need something to pull you back up, and th- so maybe that breakthrough on up could be uh, finally getting back to a normal, even though musically it doesn't necessarily line up. Yeah. Just something the crossbow. Although, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's breaking back into his normal. Just happens to not be our. Maybe That's true. He's some dude, and and like, maybe it's a person who is already sick. We tried to bring him back, like conform him to society or something. Right. And he didn't want that. And then now he's breaking back into what he wanted, and it was better to him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm rethinking some things now, too. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's so fascinating that we're having such a a narrative discussion on an album with no lyrics. That's what I'm like. I feel like people are going to go listen to this album and be like, the fuck were they talking about? Like, I mean, or maybe like maybe I, because we're we're kind of framing the album in a certain way, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." But if they had listened to it without that context, maybe they would have been like, "What the fuck is this?" I feel like it, we're gonna have people point. in both camps. Yeah. Well, I hope it's more people are listening to it and actually thinking about it rather than just immediately dismissing it, because there's a whole <laughs> world of other music out there that you can listen to and enjoy if you just go into it with no prior expectation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the next song, I'm, I'm guessing this is the song that you don't think conforms to the narrative. This song, is. Child Soldier, is the next song. And uh, it starts off immediately. I think it is a song about childhood. It's a song, it's called Child Soldier, which immediately makes you think bad things. Sure. But it starts off, the samples that are being taken sounds like a kid playing, and it sounds like a toy laser gun. So it makes me think it's about a child's thoughts of themselves while they're playing as a kid. But given the narrative we've discussed, it seems a little bit darker, so maybe it doesn't mean that. But whenever I listen to the album, that's what I get from it. It's yeah, like I mean... It's taking you back to better times, I guess. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is the point, like you said, he had that breakthrough in the, in the prior track, and he's back where he wanted to be, and he has some time, uh, and he's just kind of like dealing with the stressful, the trauma that he, he's experienced, I guess, and going back to a safer time, a safer place, uh, which would be his childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of like samples in this track. Uh, I'm not actually crazy. I think this might be my least favorite track on the album, both because I couldn't fit into mm-hmm. the narrative, and there's a lot of like uh, noisy samples, I guess. There's like a lot of like fighting game samples. It, it seems like like kick noises and punch noises and some like vocal ha kind of things going on. Yeah, um, that it very much to me, uh, which is probably going to be a good thing to a lot of people. It sounds kind of like an arcade to me, with just like a whole bunch of noise and various games uh, sound effects kind of clashing and overlapping and stuff. There's also like some laser samples in there that kind of add to that, but. For the most part, I, I couldn't really get into this track. Yeah, I. it's hard for me to say that a song is my least favorite on the album because I really, really enjoy this album. But this probably is the one that I least look forward to Yeah. whenever I'm listening to the album again. 
So I totally see that because it is kind of, to me, it almost sounds like a different, it has an entirely different feel than the rest of the album, I think. Yeah, it feels a little bit out And of it's place. kind of weird for me that it's at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the final track, but, Explain, doesn't explain that, uh, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but th- this track is it's almost seven minutes long. Um, but this feels like the end to the journey for for this character. It's another very calm, serene track. There's some like whistles and flutes that sound like it, they could be either sea creatures or birds. So maybe this man is just like he lives underwater or he lives on a beach, and this is kind of the things that he's he's back to. He's home again. Perhaps he's maybe himself. And uh, I think some of the because there, there's still some sampling going on. But I, I feel like this track is supposed to represent uh, kind of a harmonious coexistence between the old self and new self. Uh, they're they're kind of both at peace with each other, and he can continue his life. I definitely agree with that because of especially because of the fact that the music kind of flags that. Like it starts off with this very breathy type of voice vo- vocal sample that kind of makes up the melody that goes throughout the whole song. Yeah, there's those bells. That I think, like I always get a bird vibe from them. Yeah, I get like a very Eastern feel, like like Asian type of music. Yeah. I guess note choice that like make these birds. But then mid, it kind of ramps up midway through the song. So I feel like that's the new chaos, I guess, kind of showing right. itself. And then the song ends kind of after that build up, and it kind of just back slowly for the rest of the song until all you hear it all fades away you hear the bells and then it's back to just that calm like breathy voice that's been kind of tying throughout the whole song yeah i i I think it's a very good end cap on an album i wasn't I, i know we talk about like the first track and the last track being good starter tracks or good ending tracks i'm not sure if i feel as strongly about andro being a good intro track um, but maybe that's just because mm-hmm. it, it was it was such a foreign uh, album and and genre. I haven't I don't usually listen to a lot of music like this, uh, so maybe it's it just didn't. Uh, I mean, it did a good job of like being very cinematic and maybe starting the 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 narrative. But when I first listened to this, and I, I guess at this point we're basically just discussing the album. I, I've listened to this probably six or seven times in the past week. The first. Mm-hmm. I don't know, four or five times I I made it through, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. I wasn't trying to absorb uh, any sort of uh, meaning out of it because there, there's no lyrics. I just kind of like I put it on when I was taking a shower or when I was just like playing video games or something um, just to kind of have it on. Uh, which is what I mean. That's it's ambient music, and that's kind of what my brain goes to. Is like it's it's background music. It's not supposed to have a prominent role. Uh, or, or meaning or something that that's there to focus on um, it's supposed to be the opposite but then today uh, I was actually getting my notes together for this album and when I when I hit track four remember I had that kind of epiphany and I went I started the album over and I kind of went through it <laughs> and it, it all makes sense and I'm glad that I, I yeah. gave it the time that I did to finally sit down and listen to it as just the album because it, I mean, it made the album better, and I actually enjoy this album. Whereas pre- prior to today, I would have given it like an okay review, right? I would have said it's it's okay, it's not mm-hmm. my thing, 
but it's 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 not the worst yeah. thing I've listened to. It's better than uh, I think like the Nana Grizzle album as far as my aesthetics go. But uh, yeah, now, now that it has so much more meaning and context, and it it all makes more sense, I I really enjoy this album. Well, that is awesome to hear because uh, I was very like I I talked before we even started recording today. Like I was very nervous yeah about this because we were this both is, anxious <laughs> yeah it's like this is one of those albums i have known i don't know just it's like an album that you're typically kind of embarrassed to show people at least yeah. for me like yeah, well I'm i don't not, know if embarrassed. i'm not nest yeah it, that's not the word but like nervous it's not yeah. an album that i would ever show anybody i guess like people somebody might hand me an iPod or whatever, not no, not not sponsored. <laughs> they might hand me an M- an MP3 <laughs> player and be <laughs> and be like, put on some music. Yeah. I I would never in my life think <laughs> to put anything remotely like this on because it's just like I'm gonna turn it on and I'm gonna get like a what the hell is this? This isn't music. This is like what is yeah. this? But this album, it's like it's important to me in a way that I almost can't describe. Yeah, it's it's because a very personal experience, I think. I, it, like you said, it's not something necessarily that you would share with someone to listen to uh, if, if they're like, hey, put on some music. You don't want to do that. But I think it's mm-hmm. important to share it, and I'm glad that you put this on the list. I'm glad that we listened to it because uh, it is a very like intimate experience listening to the album and kind of thinking about it for what it is that uh, I would have been yeah. robbed from, but I'm glad I wasn't. Uh, so yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's not it's not music that you would recommend to someone when they're asking for like something to listen to uh because there's that certain expectation of what they're wanting right they're wanting yeah there's quote unquote music yeah and this is yeah this is just so far outside of the (laughs) room that it's it's very cinematic and he like he's done movie i think he did the entire soundtrack for a movie i can't remember the name but I think it was back in, like, 2014. But, like, so he's... Obviously, people... Some people see that, which, I mean, we saw it, so, of course, some people see it. But it is. It's very cinematic. It's getting a movie experience entirely out of just your ears. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I I like that. I think it's cool that... I had a vibe uh, from this album... And uh, it's actually been a while, so I'm not sure how uh, accurately this this matches. Uh, but in my mind, it kind of reminded me of uh, the Daft Punk movie Electroma, where it's uh, I don't know if you've seen oh, man. it, but it, it's very like yeah, it's a mostly quiet movie. Whereas this would be that kind of cinematic experience for your ears. Uh, Electroma is kind of like that for your eyes. Uh, in in a way, and it, it's not exactly telling the same story, but it, it felt very similar in like they're conveying a story in a non-traditional uh, method with no dialogue. Man, I'm glad you said that because I I don't know I've always gotten a very similar vibe from Daft Punk's older music, not necessarily their newer stuff, but like right. their older music. I've gotten kind of a similar not like the same to the same level cinematic vibe but i've gotten a very storytelling through like not typical voices they're not 
directly yeah. coming out and telling a story, but like the way that they use kind of they don't use vocal sampling, they obviously use like a, a talk box. I don't know yeah, what it's like actually called. Or something. Yeah, yeah, but it's I I could definitely see the similarities, and I'll have to go back and rewatch it because it's. I don't actually know if I've ever seen it all the way through. I've definitely seen large parts of it, but I don't know if I've actually seen them. Yeah, I, th- I think I've, I've sat through it once, uh, and it, it was. I think it was worth watching. Uh, I might also go back in and rewatch it sometime soon, uh, just because like I was getting that kind of feeling from it, or from this album, and it kind of made me want to go watch it again. Uh, so, not related to the podcast, if, if you guys want to discuss... Uh, Daft Punk's movie Electroma. I think it's all on YouTube. Maybe not quote unquote legally, but uh, I think you can find it online <laughs> uh, and watch the entire thing. Let us know what you think of that, or or let me personally know. Uh, chances are, if you're listening to this this early into our our podcast life, you know me personally. Know how to uh, reach me at my personal uh, phone numbers or, or accounts and stuff. But uh, that's that's not related to the podcast. I just kind of. I think that, that movie is worth a watch if if you guys are intrigued by what we've said so Definitely. far. Definitely. Uh, next week, though, uh, this this coming week, our album that we're listening to is called "Time Without Consequence" by Alexi Murdoch, I believe is how it is pronounced. Uh, it's kind of a folksy album. That looks like it's. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna listen to that. If you guys want to listen with us, uh, do so, and then next week. We'll be t- discussing it, and you guys can leave comments or tweet us or whatever throughout the week for things that you uh, that you think about it. You can looking find f- us. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it's. I'm. I'm curious. I have. Uh, neither of us actually have background with this album, so uh, we'll see how the discussion goes and how this how this all works out in general. But you can find us on uh, YouTube, SoundCloud. We're actually now on Google Play and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just we're we're everywhere now, and I'm so excited. Just look for like Feedback oh, yeah. Loop Podcast. Just do a search for Feedback Loop Podcast. We're on Twitter at FBL Podcast. Um, I think Facebook we we have a URL that's FBL Podcast. Uh, just just search for Feedback Loop Podcast, and you'll probably find us now, which is exciting. It's very exciting because everywhere we're everywhere, man. We're everywhere. I was looking on Spotify. <laughs> I found I found our I found our episode. What? <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's where I go to listen to music. I don't. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm ecstatic. Uh, we're we're doing things. We're we're moving up. We're gonna we're gonna keep this consistent schedule going uh, for at least five weeks, uh, but but presumably well into the future. <laughs> uh, I'm having fun with this. Joey's having fun yeah. with it. Uh, so I, I guess until next week, uh, we hope you guys stay in our feedback loop. Bye. Bye.